welcome everybody to another edition of the Mayfair Theater Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Mel. I'm Josh. And uh, let's see, Andrew's coming off of illness. Uh, Mel fell down and busted herself. <laughs> My butt. And I've worked 12 days in a row and are and barely, barely lucid. <laughs> so this is going to be the best podcast you've ever heard in your life. Uh, Mel, Mel is multitasking the week's schedule. Yeah. So you hear some rough, rough, ruffling of paper as uh, as we're chatting here. Um, I'll try and keep it quiet. So we're getting ready for... God, we got a lot of cool stuff coming up. So we're getting ready for Valentine's. We're getting ready for the Oscars. We've got seemingly an endless amount of Oscar nominees that we keep on booking, which is awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> which I, I remember... God, how long have I been doing this for? Like seven years? So I remember like five years ago, just... just fighting to get Oscar movies. Like, we, we, we weren't able to get any because I guess it was the age of the film print and the multiplexes were hoarding them and mm. we couldn't get a hold of them. But now it seems like, I mean, so we're, we're bringing back Joy for a second week and that only came out, like, Christmas Day. So we got yep. we got that in about... And Hateful Eight came out on Christmas Day. And Hateful Eight came out on yeah. Christmas Day, which we have coming up this week as well. Um, so let's see, Andrew, you've seen Hateful Eight. Yes, I've seen it twice. You betrayed us and went to, but you went to Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> to see it in 70 millimeter, which is okay. Uh, we're not showing the 70 millimeter version, unfortunately, because no. we don't have a 70 millimeter projector. Yes. And even if we did, yes. we would not be showing it because the distributor would be like, nope, nope, we're sending well, you the DCP. Isn't okay, so but there's like one 35 millimeter print in Canada, right? There is? Yeah, from what I understand. Somewhere. But Lee was having a hell of a time trying to get his hands on it. I thought that, like, the only 35s would be in the States. I feel like he said that, that there was one in Canada. One. Okay. Maybe. But. It'd be great to show it on 35. It would. That's the thing. Like, I, I understand the misconception that people have that, that booking a movie is just like going to the library and saying, <laughs> we want to show this. Mm-hmm. But it all depends. There's only one copy of yeah. the book available yeah. in all of the libraries in all of the land. And, and you have to pay the library to show it, yeah. or to, to take it out. And there's all this weird red tape sometimes, and, and, and it's it's not as easy as us just saying, please give us this. Yeah. Uh, but Glass Half Full, we're showing it, like, really fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so this will not be the the overture intermission version. No, this is the compact... Uh, I hate saying digital version. I mean, it is digital, but this yeah. is the uh, uh, regular release, which is a bit shorter than the... Um... You're so sad. By what? Five minutes? Like... Yeah. No, no. It's shorter <laughs> It's shorter by about maybe ten. Ten. Okay. But all they took out were maybe some alternate takes and some extra blinds of dialogue. So it's not like there's big chunks say, missing. Like three hours <laughs> yeah. and 15 yeah. minutes. How much shorter are we talking? And to be fair to Quentin... It's still, it's still <laughs> yeah. uh, a lengthy film at, uh, yeah. with the version we're showing. And to be fair to Quentin, for the genius that he is, mm. there's a lot of talking in his movie yeah. sometimes. So It's true. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's, it's interesting because... Well, I'm still... So this is, he's saying this is his eighth film. Yeah. He's like the only filmmaker who does that, mm-hmm. to my knowledge, like who's like, this is like, I don't know, like Spielberg doesn't go like, like, you know, Lincoln, my whatever number film. Yeah. So he's really playing up this, this, I don't even know what the word is. He's playing up this, like, he's got only eight. He wants, like, he, he wants, wants to do, he wants to retire after maybe 10 or 12 films. He yeah. doesn't want to, his whole thing is... I don't want to be an old man director yeah. who's, like, out of touch and just keeping right. his career going just because, it, yeah. you know, it's his career. He's more about, like, I want to have the perfect filmography. Yeah. I'd rather do, you know, 10 good films than, you know, 20 right. mediocre ones, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's interesting because, like, I don't think his movies are the biggest box office hits but he still seems to be one of those filmmakers who kind of gets away with whatever he wants mm-hmm. kind of like Woody Allen or Scorsese or something yeah and and some filmmakers kind of go back and forth and you might see them even like Sonnenberg like you'll see him do like Ocean's Eleven or Aaron Brockovich which were still like hits and, and mm-hmm. pretty acclaimed but then he'll do his really weird stuff he'll kind of leapfrog yeah. back and forth but Quentin just seems to be 
like he can do whatever he wants mm-hmm. and and uh because well, he makes all of his films with uh, the Weinstein companies so yeah they seem to give him carte blanche yeah. yeah and and with so we have we have an 815 showing on Valentine's Day of Hateful Eight which I think is funny yeah, um, yeah. it's a very romantic film yeah and then and then a couple screenings on Wednesday and Thursday at nine and and we realize it's a long film but that's the that's the the bad thing about a three-hour film is just squeezing it into that schedule mm-hmm. is always a bit a bit uh, of a challenge um, but also on Valentine's Day we have Casablanca, uh, which is never heard of it. Never heard of it. <laughs> I don't know what it is. There's some guy in it. It's like some small little independent film. It's black and white. It's black and white. It's gonna be boring. Yeah, <laughs> some art house film. Um, it's it's funny because uh, I was I was I was working last night and just trying to multitask and do some Facebooking and do some Twittering and stuff and finding a couple things to put on the Facebook post about, like, it won these Oscars, and it's, the you know, voted the number one film of all time by this group and this group. But, so, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has 97%. And I'm like, who didn't like it? I, I don't get it. Like, like somebody went in and was like, ah, thumbs down. Like, <laughs> this sucked. Somebody didn't like Casablanca? I thought everyone liked Casablanca. So. It's sort of an accidental classic because it wasn't supposed to be this big grand film. It was just a regular studio, almost picture. like a, yeah. a Warner Brothers B picture that yeah. came out. Yeah, like I don't even know if Bogart was a big star. Like he would before then, he was just. Were either of them? I don't think so. I, I, I mean, like, Bogart always played before then. He was just second banana in like yeah. Jimmy Cagney movies. Second banana. Second banana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Andrews from nineteen thirty two. Um, Does nobody say that anymore? I don't think so. <laughs> I've never heard you say that before either. He's bringing it back. It's going to catch on now. It'll be in a Justin Bieber song. <laughs> um, yeah, from what I, I understand, so main bitch, you're missing. Yeah. Banana. <laughs> <laughs> That's a t-shirt. Um, yeah, I think Casablanca was just a movie. Like it was just like two kind of known actors, but it wasn't like a giant epic like like Gone with the Wind. It wasn't um, something based off a really popular book or a kid's thing like Wizard of Oz. Um, so yeah, I think it was a real surprise for everyone involved. And then after that, I think after that, Humphrey Bogart became Humphrey Bogart, I think. Mm-hmm. And he was he was a little bit older. It, it, it's, it's very akin to Harrison Ford. He was a little bit older when he, like middle age, when he became a superstar. Yeah, but he died fairly young. He was yeah. only like in his late 50s when he, when he no, passed. Yeah, I think he was only a legend for like, 10 or 15 years. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he wasn't like, you know, like uh, um, Jimmy Stewart or, or somebody like that who was around for decades and acting in a whole lot of stuff. But, um, but yeah, so we'll see. I, I, fingers crossed. Every time we show an old movie, I, I just, I hope this draws a big crowd. I hope everything draws a big crowd, but I hope this draws a big crowd because there's always folks on Facebook or whoever or in person saying like, oh, you should play this old movie. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, come and see it. Bring all your friends. Yeah. Because even, like, we, we just screened a, a David Bowie movie for, for in, in honor of David Bowie. And maybe, it was, I don't know, maybe it was too sad, but nobody came. Nobody came to the well, David Bowie Well, I was Bowie talking movie. to Lee about that, and we had a pretty good turnout for Saturday Night Cinema. Yeah, we did. We did. And, yeah. um, and can we say what the film is? I don't know if we can. Will we get, I, I don't know. I think we got to uh, ask us in person, maybe. Yeah, ask us in person. But it was yeah. very good film. People liked it. Yeah. And Lee was saying, you know, if we had just shown the David Bowie movie, which was Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, if we showed that as a secret Saturday Night Cinema yeah. film, more people probably would have come. come. Yeah, as opposed to us advertising it. That was like a crazy day. Like everything did really well. It was this mix of like an Oscar type movie and and a mainstream movie and the secret cinema. Everything did really well that night. I remember, which is good because we like doing those weird things and and people keep showing up it gives us an excuse the reason we stopped for a while just because we went through this really bad turn of like 10 people showing up all the time yeah nobody nobody came to the james bond movies nobody came to john waters nobody came to the cult movies nobody came to 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 hook nobody came to hook broke mel's little heart i wonder why little foot (laughs) what was i allowed to say that you're allowed to say that that's a real movie yeah little foot we're oh so we're 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 instigate no no that that's that's uh that's above board that's like a, okay, yeah yeah, yeah. We're, but it's out there already it's out there it's out yeah, there I didn't just do that you spo- spoiled it no it's it's on the Facebook we're we're 
we're doing, which all I can do is hope this does well, but uh, Mayfair Theatre Kids Club. So what it's going to be is a kid pays 10 bucks, gets a membership card, and then we're going to have a monthly screening of a cool uh, now old movie, which makes me feel old because, you know, uh, all these movies we're hoping to show are from like the 80s and 90s. Uh, so to kick things off, we're going to show The Lamb Before Time, the, yeah. the, the classically animated Don Bluth uh, adventure film. And I didn't know, but Mel is a big fan. <laughs> my, I don't know. It's one of the ones that my siblings watched over and over again. And like all of the versions, you know, there's like Lamb Before Time all the way to yeah. like a bazillion. Because there's, like, yeah, there's, there's like, like a dozen straight like to video. 50 of them. Yeah, now. 50 straight to video. I think so, they... They genuinely did like a straight to video knockoff like once a year mm-hmm. for a long time. So, yeah. So, that was like my life. Did you the, see it in the theater or only on like VHS? I don't think that I've ever seen oh, this man. on screen. There so, you go. it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. So, you actually have to find the time and come to see it yes. on one of the days. Yeah. Uh, so, we're doing it for two days, March 12th and 13th. And we're going to have. I'm doing the schedule right now. And, oh, no. Oh, no. That's you're way fa- later. You're like, Never we're, mind. we're a month away. I was thinking um, of something else. Yeah. Um, and so we're showing for two days on a Saturday and Sunday starting at 1230. And from 1230 to one or so, uh, maybe even a bit more because it's short. It's like a 70, 75 minute movie. Mm-hmm. We're going to have some surprises up on the big screen, uh, some cool cartoons and trailers. And then we're going to do a coloring contest. Mel wants to do a coloring contest. Yeah. And so I think what we'll which do is means I have to give buy crayons, which is fun. Oh, get, yeah. get those really difficult coloring books from Chapters. The, like the I got, okay, so I got two of those for Christmas. It's a good time. <laughs> Grown up coloring books. Yeah, it's just like mandalas. I don't know. It's a oh, lot man. of tiny little areas to do. Do you use crayons or do you use like I'm using pencil crayons? Like pencil crayons. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I was I just I typed in. Um, Land Before Time coloring book into Google, mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of pages up there. So we can just it's, get one of those and photocopy a hundred of them in case a whole bunch of kids show up and yeah. be good to go. Um, and I guess what we'll do is collect them and then maybe kids can drop them off whenever. Like, say you have a month to come and drop this back off in case you want to work on it at home or something, you know? We could. And then draw the prize at the next one. I don't know, yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. And then they can come back. Yeah, get to come back. <laughs> To get prizes, this yeah. This is how we scheme. Yeah. This is live scheming. Um, and then grown-ups are welcome to come, but it'll just be like normal price, but kids will get in for free. And uh, I think a lot of grown-ups, hopefully with the programming that we're, we're hoping to get, will want to come out anyhow and support it. Already Land Before Time. I didn't know Land Before Time was a thing. Like, like there's a lot of people who are pretty excited. I think it was a big deal for a while. Yeah, and it's beautiful. Like, you forget. I like CG. I, I like stuff like, like you know, Toy Story and, and, and Kung Fu Panda. Mm-hmm. But there's something about hand-drawn like hand yeah. animation. Yeah. So, segue, by coincidence, this weekend for Family Day weekend, we have The Good Dinosaur. So you can mm-hmm. come and watch Good Dinosaur to, to, to get geared up for next month's free kids screening. And Good Dinosaur... It kind of went under the radar, even though it's a Pixar movie. It yeah, surprised like, me, that's for sure. It I, surprised I, me. I don't know if Star Wars killed it. I don't know if everyone just went to Star Wars instead. But Pixar usually has this great track record. And I don't think it flopped, but it didn't kind of get that cultural foothold. Mm-hmm. Like like the way that like you know kids all have Toy Story or Frozen backpacks and lunchboxes and stuff. It seemed to kind of squeak under the radar, but... I've heard great things about it. I'm looking forward to seeing it this weekend. And and so, yeah, we have it Saturday, Sunday, uh, 13th, 14th, and then also Family Day. So an extra uh, yeah, 1 p.m. Yeah, which I, screen. when I was putting the flyer together, almost totally bypassed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> of uh, Tracy Arnett. Yes. So that's coming up. Monday. Oh, God, that's this weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Monday the 15th. Holiday. Yeah. Holiday Monday. So that is, will be... Likely a madhouse, because people love free things. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, and it's a good choice of movie. It's interesting. The, 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 yeah, because it's not Polar Express. It's not yeah. Polar Express, yeah. Oh, Polar Express. Uh, it's interesting, because it, although... I'm not going to knock it. There's probably a lot of eight-year-olds who haven't seen it or have a great time seeing it. But the more I think about Back to the Future, the more I think how weird it is. Yeah. His, he, it's like watching weird science. He like, almost uh, sleeps with his mom. Yeah. His mom comes very close to jumping him. 
Yeah. And and that just kind of gets passed over. You know, it's kind of Nobody, like... <laughs> I think we've all been like, la, 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 yeah, this yeah, whole yeah. time. Incest is funny. <laughs> yeah. That's another uh, Andrew Brand t-shirt. Andrew one-liner. <laughs> um, but... Well, they wouldn't have that, that plot point today. No. It no. would be more like... Um, or if they did, it would have a much stronger rating. Yeah. Like, to yeah. insinuate... At, at least PG-13. Yeah. At least, you know, so mm-hmm. But there's stuff, too, of, like... And I forget, because I admit I haven't watched it in a while, because I keep on... A couple times we've shown it the past few years, I've worked it, so I didn't sit down and watch it. Um, it's got a weird message. Because it's like, he goes back in time, makes sure that his parents meet, but the moral of the story is that, like, be cool? Like, like... Like, get revenge well, on your bully? Well, they say it's, it's like, uh, if you put your mind to it, you can achieve anything. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's you know, the message. Yeah. Though Crispin Glover has criticized the film saying that, no, the message seems to be money is the key to happiness. Because yeah. at the end of the film, that, spoiler I, alert if you haven't yeah, seen, spoiler if you've alert, been living yeah. under a rock and <laughs> yeah. you haven't seen Back to the Future. Yeah. You know, they're, they're very wealthy. They, they're, you know, this sort of blue-collar family at the beginning of the yeah. film. And when he changes the future at the end, they're... they're kind of wealthy they're living in the same house which is weird yeah which is weird they're, yeah. they're living in the same house but they're wearing nicer clothes yeah he's got that jeep that he wanted yeah they're happier he's got he's the, uh george mcfly's a successful author yeah so it's like the future has been better for them and they're more affluent and happier and then there's the weird thing at the beginning where it's like random foreign people are out to kill doc brown this is just capitalist brainwash. The, the yeah. Libyans. The Libyans. The yeah. Libyans are out to get Doc Brown, and a bunch of Libyans show up in a parking lot, and it's like, where'd the Libyans come from? <laughs> like, but all all the flaws and teasing aside, it's 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 one of those. It's like a lot of people say the seventies is the best decade for film for mm-hmm. filmmakers. You got Scorsese and Spielberg and yeah. George Lucas at doing American Graffiti and Star Wars, but for me, my favorite is the eighties because the eighties is just like. Like Indiana Jones, Back to the Future, and even like weird movies like 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 that didn't quite hit the same same cultural icon status of like like Monster Squad and 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 Goonies and all these mm-hmm. kind of things. But Back to the Future, it's like it's one of those movies that that people will never give up on, and it's only three movies. That's it, three yeah. movies. Not really a lot of like comic books or or novelizations or anything like that, but but it's beloved. No hoverboards. <laughs> no hoverboard yet. People keep on calling these things hoverboards that aren't hoverboards. They're just like segways without a thing to hold on to, which yeah. seems very unsafe to me. That's not a hoverboard. <laughs> That's like a little, like, it's like roller skates. It's, I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Strange. Um, what else do we got to talk about? Joy Southbound. So Southbound this is... This looks really good. It looks so gross. I love anthologies, and they're kind of making a comeback the last few years. But, so this is from the guys who did... VHS, mm-hmm. and I don't know much about it because I kind of always avoid trailers and stuff. But it's a it's an anthology. It's a horror anthology. Yeah. I think revolving around a road trip and a, someone gets hit by a car, so it's kind of like car themed or that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. The trailer's um, getting creepy. Yeah, yeah, There's, yeah. It's it's one of those trailers where Gwen leaned over and was like, "I'm not watching. No. That. <laughs> I'm not watching that." <laughs> uh, we already got swag. Mel and I both stole the. Uh, I, I stole the uh, weird skeleton air freshener. Skeleton yeah, air freshener. we got those today. Yeah. yeah. But what do they like smell five like? more now that we stole two. Yeah, we stole all the swag. <laughs> we never get swag. Do they smell like, do, do they smell like hell? They I, I didn't open like it. Blood. It's in my I backpack. It smells like iron. We would hang, hang them in the, the ladies' washroom. We could, yeah. Poor lady. Yeah, though. we don't have any decorations, really. Anne was so mad because for some reason she went into the guys' washroom Maybe Brad wanted to show her poster or something after hours. I don't know. Something was going, and she was so jealous. She was like, "She's like, why does the men's washroom has a poster and little like nerdy things?" A and, yeah, <laughs> like all kinds of cool stuff in there. Ladies' washroom doesn't have a poster just because there's no room. I don't think there's, there's no room to put in a room. full. We can put in like a mini poster thing. Like, like imagine if we like ripped out like a poster of for Joy out of like a movie magazine or something. You know, like we could do something little like that. We could, yeah, just like a. Eight by eight, eight yeah. and a half by eleven size frame. Might do that. That's not a bad idea. Um, but yeah, there's not like cool cool stuff in the ladies' washroom. No, not really. I try sometimes. Yeah. 
<laughs> and put like extra decorations in there come Christmas and Halloween. Like, yeah. I don't put any in the guys' washroom. I only do the girls' washroom. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It's just it, Halloween decorations. It's not movie decorations. It's not really the same thing. Right now in the guys' washroom, I don't even know what movie it is, but it's a, do you know, it's the poster with like half a dozen girls on it and it looks like as if oh, the camera's uh, on the ground and they're like facing each other looking down. Oh, Mustang. 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 So, if you're at the urinal, over your shoulder is six ladies looking at you. <laughs> and it's just, there's something about the poster that gets placed in the men's washroom. And I don't know why, but if it's a kid's poster, I find it weird. Oh, yeah. Like, if there's, like... It sort of always ends up being the weird ones. Like, you yeah. have Tommy Wiseau, like... Mm-hmm. Tommy Wiseau uh, looking at you? Yeah. Like, and I don't know why. Like, I don't want to be chauvinistic, but if it's Die Hard, I'm like, okay, there's Bruce. That's fine. <laughs> you you know? watch me pee. Yeah, that's fine. But if it's, like, Helen Mirren, I'm like, what's Helen Mirren why? doing? Yeah. yeah. But it's a weird placement, because... Because, like, yeah, the, the ladies' side, we only get to squeeze in one poster. Yeah, and that's recent. That wasn't always yeah. there. The guys' side, we got four posters over there. Yeah. And, and like, last night, um, I just randomly put up, we got a new poster for a film we have coming up about, um, what's it called? About a woman who's kind of gained internet fame. A brave heart. A brave heart. Lizzie Velasquez. Velasquez? Velasquez. Velasquez. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, so I put that up here. And, but sometimes I'm just like, I don't know where to put things. So and that was not until April, so. Yeah, Lee has some sort of, like, mastermind yeah. plan for, like, what kind of goes where. And oh, I, I know this. Know. If, yeah. Yeah. if you're ever confused, I, I, I know I where to put stuff. have a general idea. And I put Casablanca outside, because my mindset, mm-hmm. I was like, old people don't go on the internet, and if they walk by and they see that, they're going to be like, oh, Casablanca's playing What's this week. My... Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's, but inside, and there's sometimes too where, where the, the, the ebb and flow of how many coming soon movies we actually have versus we might have. So sometimes, sometimes we... Sometimes every poster in the theater has a date. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. yeah. And then sometimes it feels like all of them are just coming soon and that we're in the like... Sometimes it's wishful void. thinking. Like we'll just put up something with, with the thought of we might be getting it mm-hmm. and it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's always this like back and forth. And yet, people still don't, people still don't notice certain posters. I'm like, it's right there. You walked right by it. You're like, oh, you're playing that? Yeah, that one, right there. Um, but yeah, it's always a bit of. Last night wasn't too bad, but sometimes it's like a big puzzle piece. Yeah. 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 And then you have a blank spot. You're like, oh no, there's a blank spot, and you try to find a coming soon poster. Um, yeah. Usually, I'll just like pick the first one that that like. Meets my criteria, and then yeah. I leave a blank spot for myself the next day because by then I'm already crying. Like, <laughs> no, no uh, <laughs> yeah. I just want to put up a Star Wars poster to be like, we're gonna get Star Wars. We're gonna get Star Wars. I'm afraid to put that up because who you knows when? Give anybody ideas? Yeah. Well, who who are we? Like, are you talking about the new one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When are we for, gonna Force get that? Like April, maybe next year. I don't know. Yeah. I'm kidding. Even if we can just, if we can just get it for like a weekend before, because supposedly they're they're putting that out really fast. It's coming out in but April on Blu-ray, yeah. but like it's still like number three in the box office. So mm-hmm. like I don't know if they they. It's gonna gross a billion dollars. It, the yeah. first, I think it's gonna be the first film to gross a billion dollars in North America alone. Yeah, because it, it passed two in the world. Yeah, but I think even though clearly everybody has seen it already. It's one of those ones where, where if you play it, I think people will come for that one last hurrah, you know, like... Oh, like, probably. Or, like, just, like, whoa, the Mayfair's playing this? I'm yeah. gonna go see it there, too. Yeah, this is how you're supposed to see this movie. Uh, and we, like, you know, there's some movies that I really like that we have to pass on, like, some of the Marvel stuff, like, we didn't, we didn't play Ant-Man, or we didn't play something like that. We just don't have space. Um, but sometimes stuff like um, Mad Max, that kind of... Any kids' movies, Pixar stuff, we'll, we'll squeeze in there, but... Yeah. You just look at our schedule. Look what we have coming soon. We don't have space. We, we, don't, we can't play anything. We've we got so much movies if coming up. we split up. the theater, like, lengthwise from the top, like, just, like, yeah. sandwich. <laughs> okay, cut, yeah. I think that's what they the did at the, El- at the Elgin, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Just cut the bun in half. Well, we have to, like, have build, like, screen. a basement? Or we just, like, two really long screens? <laughs> two really long, weird, short spaces. We'll just have the screen, but then you can come up to the box office... And watch stuff on DVD up in the, uh, yeah, in the on the booth. monitor, in the booth. All good. Um, yeah, I, I don't, like, it, it's, 
because now we have stuff as far away. We're getting. We're already in February, but like we've had stuff as far away as April. April. Because we have Simon Pegg's new movie in April, and we have we have a thirty five millimeter film in April. Because the guy is only releasing at thirty five millimeter. This one called Too Late, which is like a is it a film gangster film? Noir kind film of noir. Thing, yeah. yeah. And looks like it. And it's it's that's it. Like that's it's it's gimmick, cool gimmick, but it's like nope, just on film. So mm-hmm. that you know kind of limits his distribution because there's only so many places he can go. Good for us, but but yeah, so that's coming up. It's a ballsy move. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure the powers that be were like, are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? But like Crispin Glover, Crispin is old, like his stuff, he says like, is like no DVD, no, yeah. no Netflix, the no whatever. The way you can see it is in theaters live. On 35 millimeter. Yeah. With him there. With him there. Yeah. Selling his poetry books. So. He like sleeps next to him. Yeah. He brought his film <laughs> oh in God. a suitcase. That's so great. Like, you hear stories of, like, and I can't give a specific example, but you hear stories of, like, somebody in, like, 1973 who wrote their book, their, like, 300-page book on a typewriter, and then you have to take your finished, and there's rough notes, there's stuff like that, but you have to take your finished manuscript, bring it to a printer, they make one photocopy for a rather large price tag, and then you have two. Yeah. So you have one that you send out to somebody to read because there's no email. Yeah. And you hold on to one and hope for the best. And, and there's you a- hope that you get that second copy back. Yeah, and there's all kinds of stories of like, you know, you you lose it, it gets lost in the mail. It, it's you know, your garage catches fire. Just there's all kind. I, I'm pretty sure Stephen King has a couple stories of back in the '70s and '80s of like losing short stories and having to re put it together from your rough notes and stuff because. Now you save everything, but can't really do it on a typewriter short of retyping the whole book, which oh I guess maybe God. some people did too, but, but yeah, even now, like, even now, like, when people are like, you have to send this DCP to Saskatchewan really fast, and I'm like, or Blu-ray, just I'm like, could you just send that, Dropbox? yeah, like, I'm pretty sure you can just do that, can't you just do that? People still have the mindset of a 35 millimeter film print. Yeah. But like Crispin, I can't remember Crispin, like, getting on the plane... And is that his, like, carry-on luggage? And he's, like, shoving 35-millimeter so, film prints into the overhead? <laughs> like, I think so. Well, they wouldn't let you bring that on a plane. No. It would no, have to be, no, no, be no. put, whatchamacallit, under. Put it, like... When I went to yeah. Nepal, they had very specific restrictions as to what you, how much film you could bring on You can't even plane. bring, like, shampoo or milk no. on a yeah, plane anymore. It's not it... flammable. Man, yeah. But imagine that. Know. Same thing. If he's putting that on the thing, and he, I forget where Crispin lives, I think in Los Angeles, and he's doing one of his tours, and he's like stopping in New York and Toronto and here, and, yeah. and they're like, oh, your print got sent to Edmonton. And you're like, well, that's going to ruin the screening. You got to yeah, get that. I don't, like, I don't think that he, le- no, it like yeah. sits next to him, if anything. He buys an extra seat for it, <laughs> puts it beside him on the plane. Man. Yeah. He buys a whole row of like first class. Just like yeah. all of this is mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe he just actually has his own airplane, guys, and maybe yeah. far off. <laughs> it's so funny. I, I was just chatting about Crispin today because somebody for some reason thought we had had Bruce Campbell in the theater doing a QA. Oh and it was goodness. like it's like, God no. I was like, it, it would like, Josh would have said way more about this. Yeah, I would like there'd be a lot more photos <laughs> online, you know, it would be my Facebook thing. And I said, no, I said, we've had people, but it's been like you know, Tommy Wiseau and, and, and I said Crispin Glover and the guy was like, you guys had Crispin Glover? I'm like, yeah. And I said, and he said, what is he like? And I said, he's a, he's as eccentric as you would think, but a lovely guy to his fans. Very mm-hmm. respectful. Because he, he autographed for till like two in the morning. But that's like, okay, so I was very nervous because yes. this was the second time he came. The, yeah. My first ever shift here was I came to help out to sell his books the first time he yeah. came. Yeah, right. And I remember Christy being... So nervous because yeah. his writer is like it's like technical writer as well as like every pretty much like it's just like eight pages long. God. And so Lee sends me this thing and he's uh. like, just so you know, don't be nervous. Here's a thing. And it was like eight pages long and I was shitting because yeah. it was like, I need a spotlight. I need this kind of microphone. Uh, it's all very, it was all very simple. It's just, he just really. He's over-ex- totally super straightforward. Exactly. Yeah. He over explains it, I think. Exactly. Yeah. Like he you look at that at first and you're like, oh, this is going to be a nightmare. And it's like, no, it's just, he's just drawing it out too much. It's super detailed. You know 
exactly what he wants and how he wants it to be. Like, there's no guesswork in anything that you're reading. So, um, but in his writer, it specifically says, like, if uh, your capacity is, you know, 200 people and we sell out, then uh, you need to allow for us to, like, for me to be able to do signatures until... Two o'clock in the morning, oh, yeah. or whatever. That's so like cool. it was very specific yeah. time wise. Like, mm-hmm. uh, but like, I'm getting through this entire lineup no matter what. Because a lot of people are like half an hour, then I'm out. Yeah. So for him to stay, one, it's good for business because people bought his book. But he wasn't mean about like if you brought up Back to the Future to get signed, or if you brought up a Charlie's Angels poster to get signed. He wasn't one of those guys who was like, no, I'm only signing my book. Even questions about those things, yeah. he's happy to answer. And the first time he came, I was worried about that. I thought he might be like, if somebody asked him about Friday the 13th, he might be like... Oh, no. But he was great. Yeah. He was like very, and very honest and not not rude about his Back to the Future fiasco. Uh, very complimentary about stuff like Charlie's Angels and, and Friday mm-hmm. the 13th. So, and, so I got him to autograph my, uh, my Willard DVD. Yeah. Because it's one of my favorite movies. And Gwen and I, it was like, it was like our third or fourth date, fifth date maybe, something like that. And and he met Gwen, and they like hit it off. They yes. had a nice conversation. So I came back for the second night, because if I remember correctly, it was like back-to-back films one, with a different yeah. movie. And he said, he, goes, oh, where, he said, where's Gwen? Whoa. And I was like, oh, she had to work. And he's like, oh, well, tell her she's missed. And so there's a big lineup, and... Our security dude, Nick, is at the front. And and bless our patrons' little hearts, because I hopped the line. And one of them looked at me and went, how come he gets to hop the line? And I went, oh, I'm one of the owners here. And, own <laughs> and the guy said, oh, that's fair. You know who I am? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, so then I went to talk to Crispin, get him to autograph my thing, and we start chatting, and he won't stop talking. <laughs> and I said, I'd love to chat more. Maybe we could do this another some other time later. But if I don't get out of the way, these people as every second passes, are getting more and more angry at me. Uh, but So he wrote on Willard, um, uh, so nice to meet you guys. Uh, uh, the Mayfair is great. Um, Josh and Gwen, hope to see you again. Your friend Crispin. And it's written in this like, crazy chicken scratch. Oh, God, and it's not yeah. just like a little like <clears throat> autograph in the bottom left corner. It's over like the full thing. So then I saw Gwen the next day, like way before we were like living together or anything. And I saw Gwen the next day and I pulled like out the DVD and I'm like, so uh, Crispin Glover just took our relationship to the next level because we can't break up now because I've got this autographed DVD. We have shared custody of this DVD. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so uh, I haven't seen him since then. So that was like the second time he was here. So I I hope he gets his third film off the ground, which I don't know where it stands right now. Because I want to tell him that story. I want to tell him that thing and say, like, we're married now. <laughs> you know, like, it, it's... It's all your fault. It's all your fault. <laughs> we were on the fence, and we were like, well, <laughs> don't upset Crispin. He seems so nice. <laughs> but That's so funny. Um, and, and so, don't have guests in attendance, but we are going to be Skyping the filmmaker of Southbound in this Friday night or A few of them, I think. A few of them? Yeah. It seems like a lot. I don't know how they're going to, like... Is it going to be all of them, like, in a room? Like, because we've done it before and it works well. But if it's, like, one filmmaker, like, for Faithful Findings. And it's a bit glitchy, a little bit, but that's Skype's fault, not ours. Yeah. Uh, but it works. I'm just kind of, he's on the screen. He can hear the um, the audience. We have a better setup now. Yeah. yeah. Because. Uh, a little MacGyver before. Well, Marcus did a thing. So now we have the internet. Yeah. Um, and, like. We can set a laptop up on the stage. Yeah. So that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And and now, like, if you got if someone comes to rent the theater for like a video game, instead of having to we like can set up a Wii now. Yeah. And instead of doing some complicated thing up in the booth where you gotta pull wires and do things, now you just go to the front of the theater, plug it in, done. Yeah. Everything uh, is ready to go. It's and, cool. And like for for us doing the Oscars, there's like a, a um a sound kill switch at the front too. So instead of having I remember a few years ago, like Matthew, projectionist Matthew was here, and his only duty for the night was to, like, mute the sound on the commercials. So now we can do that, just whoever's at the microphone can just, boop, hit the sound. So yeah. that's fun. That's, that's a much easier thing. Because, um, yeah, it's another thing we're getting ready for is the Oscars, which is coming up soon, like, a yeah. couple weekends away. So Yeah, getting there. Um, well, And so uh, another Oscar-nominated film we have is 
uh, Son of Saul, which I fully admit mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about till we booked it. This is nominated for Best Foreign Language Film. And it it's, uh, looks like a very heavy, sad World War II picture. Yeah. Uh, highly acclaimed, but heavy. Yeah. And um, it's one of those movies where I always, after I see it, my usual praise is, that was, that was brilliant. I never want to see it again. You know, there, there's some films with no disrespect to them that you're not going to watch every Christmas. You know, like there's some that I sort of have a hard time watching in a movie theater too. I'll have to admit. You know, it's sort of like I'm glad that it's dark in here because you're cause weeping, <laughs> weeping uncontrollably. Yeah, yeah. Um, the yeah. There's a, there's sometimes back when I worked at a video store, somebody would buy like. Um, Schindler's List. Yeah, not, not like. Well, I guess. What's What's the movie with um, Bjork where it's it's like Dancer in the Dark? Dancer in the Dark, and I, and I just was like, really, you're gonna like anything by Lars von Trier? Really, you're gonna be like, hey, let's get to let's watch that yeah. Lars von Trier movie yeah. again. I like I like Lars von Trier, but I'm like, I'm I'm that's it. I'm done. One time only. I'm yeah. scarred for life enough right now. I I don't want to see that again. Like I don't. I could be wrong, but you know, you you see. You see Hitchcock festivals. You see animation festivals. Uh, you know, you, you see a, a, of a theme, superhero festivals. You don't see Lars von Trier festivals, really. Like, are there people who are like, let's go see him again? I don't know. Lee might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, I remember when we screened, what was the one with Willem Dafoe? Antichrist. Antichrist. Yeah. I think I told the story before, but basically it's just, I... I heard two women be scarred for life and like scream out loud and probably leave the theater. I'm like, well, they're never coming to movies again. They're like, just because it's so messed up. That's like, a lot. Even last last night for our um, Ottawa Ottawa Film Society rental, they they come in three three nights a month. One of them was The Notebook, um, and you can see if you're curious, you can look at their filmfilmfilm.ca website and see what they have. Yeah, we host the international series. Yeah, and our friends at the Bytown have the. French series? Yeah. And, um, but they were playing The Notebook. Not The Romantic Notebook, but... Yeah. This, and I'm curious <laughs> how many people key... coming think it's The oh Notebook. Oh, Yeah, like... It, I hope nobody, because... There was a... They're a, not the same story at all. A lot. Like, more than just one or two, but maybe a couple dozen people left. Because it's, like, old couples who are like, yeah, that's enough torture and terror for the night. You know, it, it's... It's, it's, you know, an acclaimed film, Oscar nominated, but it's some people just... Not, I, I, not for everybody. No. I have friends who don't understand... I have a friend who doesn't understand why someone would watch just a normal horror film. Like, just something goofy even, like like Friday the 13th or, mm-hmm. or, or um, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. He cannot wrap his mind around why somebody would go to be scared. Mm-hmm. Does he watch action films? Like I don't know. Blow up and stuff? That, that's like, my like def- what is he into? That like that's my def- that, that's my thing. I'm like I'm, I'm friends with a guy who's not really big on comedy, and I can't figure that out. What he's like? I kind of get that. But he's like, what he trying to do, make me laugh? Like I get certain comedies not being appealing, but like, yeah. in general, like he only likes like drama. I guess. I think most comedies I don't really find funny. Yeah, like yeah. Just there's, like, it's you know, it's like fart jokes and kind of like okay. It's just, hard to do a good comedy. If I if I like, laugh, get me to chuckle. Yeah, yeah. Like I really liked Trainwreck a lot. I kind of yeah. liked it. Like, and I I, I, I admit, like I like her, but I like, I like yeah. her more than the film. Yeah, but it made me laugh a couple times. Like it made yeah. me laugh, and and sometimes I don't know. Like sometimes people say, stand up comedians don't laugh at comedy. Like, they'll stand at the back of the room mm-hmm. with their arm, arms crossed and go, oh, that's a good one. That was a good one. And sometimes I think I have that in my genes somewhere because I could go to a, a, a show and not laugh, and I don't mean to be disrespectful, but I'm just like, oh, that's good. Good job there. Good job. Yeah, but if you pull out, like, a really fucking awful pun, then I'll probably actually laugh out loud. Yeah. You know? It's like, it's. I guess it's just, like, what makes me laugh out loud is not really what goes into a good comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But on the other side of the scale... I will cry at everything. Everything. I cry at every movie ever made. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I have more, more sissy genes than... <laughs> I'm a crier too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so yeah, so I, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm a, whether it's like, you know, a Muppet movie or an actual sad movie or some depressing movie or whatever, but 
it all gets me. Um, a funny movie will make me cry sometimes before it'll make me laugh. Like, Little Miss Sunshine, some parts are hilarious. But yeah. Like, the part where they're, like, pushing the bus and the horns just keep going and yeah. stuff. Like, I was just sobbing. But it's yeah. funny. It's hilarious. I watched it again and I was laughing the second time. But the yeah. first time, it was just like, this is so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like, in a movie, like, Danish Girl, which we just finished screening recently... I, I just saw the trailer and I'm like, oh my god, that's gonna I'm gonna be a mess, yeah. you know. And 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 now we have Joy, which has some pretty heavy scenes in it too. Joy, I re- Joy is a lot. So you saw Joy, right? Yeah. You didn't see Joy. No, not yet. Did you like Joy? I really liked Joy. I liked it, and yeah. I liked the weird, quirky bits that sort of really. I mean, I I can sort of get why some critics crick, cr- crickets crick, yeah. crickets might be into <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah, or might not be into it. Um, but like, I I liked the weird bits. Yeah. And and I and, and and of this filmmaker's resume, um, I I like Silver Lining Playbook and I liked American Hustle. I loved Silver Lining Playbook. Mm-hmm. I loved I Heart Huckabees, which is yeah. super weird. I think it just came out when I was like, yeah, not at a good time. Like if I watched it now, I would yeah. enjoy it. Like I loved it, and, and so so Joy is much less weird than that, but has a couple. I won't say anything if people haven't seen it yet, but has. Has some weird sequences, almost dream sequences, some weird stuff like that. Where you're sort of like, is this really happening? And it's a movie that, if not done by as talented people, could have been like an Oprah movie of the week. Like it could have yeah. been like a like a yeah. lifetime TV movie. A typical like biography of this woman starting. Yeah, you get a mop, and you get yeah, a mop. <laughs> Everyone gets a. It could have been yeah, like like imagine the pitch: uh, uh, a single mom down on her luck with a troubled family life. Uh, tries to make it big on the Home Shopping Network after inventing a mop device. Like, that sounds like a, like a TV movie of the week kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, uh, But, and, and again, Jennifer Lawrence, in spite of, you know, sometimes when people hit a pedestal, you want to knock them down. Uh, uh, not me, but, like, society. You know, like, it's like, that, like, this band, oh, they're sellouts now. Like, make some room for somebody else. Yeah. yeah. And even though she's, like, a kid, she's like what, like twenty five or something, and has like two Oscar nominations or won an Oscar already. I just really like her. Like I yeah. really like her a lot. I and, like, and she's strong in this yeah. movie. And and I like I that, like her acting chops and I like her attitude. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and like I, I I've seen her on back back on Letterman in the past like you know five six years a, a number of times and just like fell in love with her in every show in a real like oh you're just a funny goofy crazy person. Who's who doesn't take doesn't shit. yeah doesn't and, yeah yeah and and isn't that kind doesn't have that vibe of like you know throwing coffee in a production assistant's face or anything yeah, you know yeah. like uh, but yeah It'll just give you the eyebrow and you would understand I think and I find Bradley Cooper's the same way who has a, has a smaller part in this film than than Silver Lining or American Hustle but same thing like handsome square jawed guy who has can that, be super smarmy yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, and I'm not a fan of Hangover films, but I really like a lot of the other stuff he does. And I like that they've got this little, like, acting group with, like, him and De Niro and Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. And they just keep on doing stuff together. Uh, it's, it's, I like it when a little group like that um, finds itself and just, you know, like, ah, we don't need to audition somebody else. Well, De Niro's cameo in American Hustle is, like, the best acting he's done in a yeah. long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think it's, it's nice because... Unfortunately, for a generation, he's known as the guy in Meet the Parents trilogy. Yeah. And you kind of forget. You're like, oh, no, no. He's the greatest actor of our time. He just has done a lot of dumb slapstick comedy the past 15 years or whatever it is. Which you kind of can't fault him for because he's made some good paychecks off of that. But but it's nice to see him, you know, act instead of just... Because the joke was funny once. Oh, it's Robert De Niro being yeah. his stepdad. That's, that's funny. Yeah. But then we did it twelve times. You're like, okay, you can't, you can't do that anymore. It's done. But yeah. Um, uh, the other thing to mention for Family Day, which I'll give a shout out to our friends at Targ, uh, they're opening early yeah. on a Monday, which they don't usually do. So you can come here and see Back to the Future and or Good Dinosaur, and then go there for lunch and pinball before or after. Off the top of my head, they're yeah. serving brunch until a certain time, but yeah. I don't remember what time that is. I think you might be able to... Check out their website or whatever. Come mm-hmm. see Back to the Future and then still have brunch. Yeah. Um, or... 
Or go to brunch. Go have brunch and then come, come see, see Good, good Dinosaur. dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Either or. Yeah. It's an excellent idea, to something to do with your kids on uh, family day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, what time is it? I haven't looked at my watch at all. It is almost 22.06. When did we start? Uh, <laughs> well, we're almost, we're pretty much wrapping up now, I think. I wasn't paying attention. I never pay attention. <laughs> I don't wear a watch. And so, especially when, when we're sitting in the theater doing Take this. Chris is wearing one for you. Why is he wearing two watches? He's wearing two watches. He's so crazy. I don't know anything about anything, especially in politics, but. You're did, not missing anything, did, right? fascinating. Did Bernie Sanders just win something? I think he won um, the New Hampshire primary. Which means, like, he's... Well, it doesn't mean anything, but it means he... He won, a, he yeah. won an internet like, basically, the equivalent of a thumbs up on yeah. Facebook. Like. See, all I know is, if I was an American, I would be voting for Bernie Sanders, because a bunch of people I like, like Bernie Sanders. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I madly love with Sarah Silverman, and Patton Oswalt, yeah. and a bunch of other people like that. And I would really be like, oh, well, I trust you guys. I guess I'll vote for this guy, yeah. you know, but... That's all I know. But if it's going to be Bernie Sanders against Trump, like... No, that I'd like to see. That's no contest. And all, all the standard... I watched a lot of... Well, have you seen him speak? See, now we're getting political. Here we go. Okay, maybe we should well, 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 Welcome to, to Political Talk for a Different Country. <laughs> <laughs> we're your host, three Canadians. Three Canadians who know nothing who know about nothing. American politics. It doesn't stop anybody. Welcome. I see sometimes, like, those people who get paid a lot of money. We, we showed a documentary about it that I can't remember the name of at the moment, but it, just about that that world of like being like a Fox News uh, uh, pundit, I think yeah. is the word. Getting paid to talk at a U.S.? Yeah, and you're not, you're not anybody. You just talk and just make stuff up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the movie about the, the quote-unquote experts? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. oh, we have a... Uh, uh, expert about this issue and, and it's like, if you just call yourself an expert enough some newspaper will quote you as an expert or some website if you talk about something for yeah. 10,000 hours are you, you just, an expert then and then you're just like wow i just you're not really like did you graduate from some crazy university course on politics no i just a talk show host and then you wow. can just yeah well i know like even like if you do something enough even with like paperwork you can like change your name eventually slowly because my friend fred his name is fred melpass mm-hmm. frederick melpass he didn't have a middle name because rarely but some people don't have middle names he made his own middle name he just started putting fred eric melpass on things and so that got onto a student card that got onto a bus pass uh that got onto a library card he used that to get something eventually that got onto his driver's license so now he's got all this legit paperwork that says that's his name. That's hilarious. So it took like, you know, 15 years or whatever, but you, you, can, you can skirt the system like that. Cool. You can change your name. I like it. <laughs> change your identity. Fake your Slowly. death. Slowly. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what, oh, there's something else I want to talk about. Yeah, so Oscars. I just want to say Oscars just that uh, we're a couple weeks away, just because there's always a little bit of confusion about it. Um, it's free for members... So come get your membership. So come get your membership. So the loophole is, it's $10 for a non-member to see a movie. If you want to come to see the Oscars, but you don't want to become a member, you can just buy a membership card for $10. We're take that $10, and we're going to put it towards a membership Which card. <laughs> and that, that loophole is, is because it's a private event, and we're not allowed to sell tickets, but we're a private event selling membership cards. Because still, we've done it, like, and there's still people who are like, but I'm not a member. How can I go? And you just feel like you're stuck in this, like, Abbott and Costello who's on first loop. <laughs> they like, no, no, you buy a membership card. Just you buy a membership. It. Yeah. Um, and then you can Anybody come. can buy a membership. Anybody. But you have to have one. To come. For it to be free for you to get in. Yes. And we'll have all kinds of, besides for the Oscars. We're going to have alcohol. Booze. And we might have some other awesome prizes, uh, events. So we'll announce that sooner or later. Uh, and they are on the 28th, 28th, Sunday the 28th. And I forget off the top of my head, but it's it's on the website. But it's something like doors are at, what are doors at? Doors are at, doors are at 6.30. Doors are at 6.30. 7, I think the doors are at 7. Doors are at, that's right. Doors are at 7. Pre-show is on TV from 7 to 8.30. Gotcha. Oscars are on at 8.30. And that screwed us last time because usually they don't start, basically they've added an extra half hour of red carpet to have more ad space. 
Yeah. And start the Oscars. Because the Oscars used to start at like 8. Um, so yeah, so the Oscars are at 8.30, which means I think they're scheduled to go... I don't know if it's their schedule to go like two and a half hours and then the 11 o'clock news and they I go... just had like a highlighting flashback. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and all we do is we we take the... If it's a sellout, we take 325 uh, uh, pieces of paper that have the ballots on it and people put all their... their who they think is going to win. And at the end of the night, whoever has the most right wins some prizes. Highlight like crazy for... And it's just this, this marathon of us just highlighting, trying to figure out as the math diminishes down... Oh, this guy only got two right. We throw all the twos out. This guy only got three. Right. And, it's all, and last year we had... It's so fun. It's so fun. <laughs> and last year we we had uh, um, Albert, our giant security, security guard. Security guy. Helping us out. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, it's great. It's great. And it's like, I fully admit, I don't care about the Oscars. I, I quote them a lot when doing like Facebook stuff and Twitter stuff. But really, in my heart, I'm like, I don't think you can award movies because they're subjective. And, yeah. And just because, um, like, a few years back, I would have put Scott Pilgrim as one of the best five films of the year. Other people might disagree with me, but it doesn't mean I like it less. You know, Bruce Campbell's never won an Oscar. I still think he's the greatest actor of all time. <laughs> Hook, Hook didn't win an Oscar. Hook has never won anything. That doesn't mean you take your VHS copy and throw it on the ground. It doesn't even win... Ticket money for us. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> How dare you all not <laughs> How dare you. I want Space Jam 2 to happen just so we can play Space Jam. That'd be so funny. We, we'll play it on, on Blu-ray with audio commentary from Bugs and Daffy. That'd be awesome. I bought it on Blu-ray just to get that because I want to listen to the commentary with Bugs and Daffy. Okay. Is that it? I'm hungry. That's it. Let's get out of here. <laughs> All right. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Bye. bye. bye.